0: Welcome to Buckeyes Tomorrow Morning for Friday, August 25th. I'm your host, Tom Moore. The Indiana game in eight days. The game against Michigan in 92 days. The Indiana game, just the first of what will be 12 regular season games. Michigan game, of course, will be the 12th. But which one of those games will be the hardest for Ohio State this year? Which one will be the easiest? And where do all the other ones fall in the line between those two? The Buckeyes have some challenging games on the schedule this fall. We're going to go through all of them right now with our good buddy Tony Gerderman of com. He'll be there for all those games this year, along with Kevin Noon and I. So, Tony, I guess, to me, the first thing, it's always more fun to start with the hard game. So let's start with what the toughest game on the schedule is. Uh, Tony, I have a feeling that I've already mentioned the game and how long it is until that game, and uh, it's not coming up in a week and a day.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that narrows it down then sometime. Thank you for that. But yeah... I don't think there's any other answer. It is Michigan, not just because it's Michigan, but also because it's at Michigan, also because Ohio State has a two-game losing streak, and the mental aspect of the game itself is also at play here, the confidence that Michigan has going in there, into to their house, and just the the Michigan aspect of nobody's coming in here, especially not Ohio State. The momentum that they have, like, I, this is... This is the second easiest of all of the rankings with maybe it's the first easiest, maybe even easier than the easiest of the games, if you will.
0: Yeah, I I think the top one on the list and the bottom one on the list are pretty straightforward. And there's a bunch of stuff in the middle that I think reasonable people could disagree with. But yeah, I think Michigan very clearly that that game on the road, this is about as pressure packed as a game has been for Ohio State in a long time in a regular season game and Probably, honestly, the most pressure-packed game that Ohio State's going to face in the regular season for the foreseeable future, because they could be 11-0 going into that game, and every single Ohio State fan is going to say, so what? What are you going to do against Michigan? And in the future, if it's a 12-team playoff, you've got a little more margin for error. You go in 11-0, maybe you lose to Michigan, and that hurts your seating. This year, four-team playoff, you certainly can't bank on getting more than one Big Ten team in the playoff. So this could be a little bit of a do-or-die game for both Ohio State and Michigan. So yeah, I think at Michigan, number one, very clearly the most difficult game on the schedule for Ohio State. And then after that, I think it gets a little more interesting. I think there's at least a couple contenders for number two. I've got the home game against Penn State as the second, because even though it's a home game, I think Penn State is probably the second best team that Ohio State's going to play this year. But what do you think?
1: Yeah, I I had Penn State there and then last minute I switched it to Notre Dame. I the the road the home road thing has always been like a huge uh thing for me in terms of just assuming things are going to be difficult and giving the home team an advantage there. So I have Notre Dame as the number 2 because of the road because of uh this is just going to be a very big game for that crowd. And so I think that's, it's going to be the first real true. It will be the first road test for Ohio state starting quarterback, the Indiana game, as we know is Columbus West for any Buckeye quarterback. So that's not really going to be a test of their metal. It's going to be this road trip to Notre Dame. I think Penn state is more talented, but I went with the, the venues as the decider there.
0: And, you know, I think what this is going to be very interesting because I think the next one is going to reflect a uh, real difference in our thinking as well, because I don't have Notre Dame as the number three game on the schedule this year. And the reason is that's one that I think, you know, yes, yes, yes. Indiana's the first game. You've got to go 1-0 to yada, yada, yada. OK, everyone knows Notre Dame's the first actual game on the schedule this year. Everybody knows that. It's circled. Everyone knows. It's fine. We'll all be there for the first three games. It's fine. The Notre Dame game is the first game on the schedule. Do you know when the trip to Wisconsin happens, Tony?
1: Halloween weekend, sir.
0: Yes, but do you know what happens the week before the trip to Wisconsin?
1: Um, Is
0: that the trip to Rutgers? It is the Penn State game the week before. Uh, Penn State is the week before Wisconsin. So do you remember the last time Ohio State had a big home game against uh, Penn State? It might not be the last oh, time, man. but I think it might be the last time. The last time Ohio State had a big, a big home game against Penn State and then had to go on the road the week after. I guess that I guess that happened in 2019, and they did just fine up in Ann Arbor. But uh, two years before that, they had Penn State at home. Big, dramatic comeback. JT Barrett, 16 for 16 in the fourth quarter, and it was 39, 38, or whatever it was. Uh, and Tony, do you remember the week? What, what happened the week after that Penn State game in 2017?
1: Just Just a few days after I wrote that it's time to make JT Barrett a Heisman candidate, you mean? Yes. Yes, I do remember what happened. It did not go well in Iowa City.
0: It did not, yes, to the tune of Brian Ferentz scoring 55 points against Ohio State. (laughs) Uh, JT Barrett, I think, threw four interceptions, including, I believe, a pick six on the first play of the game. Uh, You know, these are still 17 to 22 or so year old college kids. Uh, The emotion from a Penn State win, potentially, or a Penn State loss, either way. You know, I think the trip to Wisconsin is honestly more dangerous off of a Penn State win because of off of a loss. You're kind of focused off of that. If they beat Penn State, and that's you know one of the big things crossed off the to do list for this year, then you got to go to Wisconsin. And I don't think Wisconsin's going to be incredible this year, but it's going to be different. It's going to be an extremely hostile atmosphere. It's going to be, I believe, that's a night game. I believe that's already Mm -hmm. set as a night game, and. That just that just feels to me that that might not be the trappiest of the games on the schedule this year, but that just feels like mm, you you generally give a team three points for home game. It feels like the uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The yada, yada, yada on this game is probably worth about a touchdown. So uh, to me, that is number three on the list. But uh, I'm guessing it is not number three on your list.
1: Well, it's, it's funny because it is not number three. My number three is Penn State. But when I look at, when I think of this schedule for Ohio State, there is the likely, in terms of likelihood of losses, and maybe that's how I should have ranked this, because number one, it's Michigan. For me, number two is the, is the trip to Wisconsin. And I, they're not going to be the most talented team that Ohio State plays, but for the many different reasons, and we didn't even talk about Luke Fickle and what that game is going to mean to him and what that game will mean to his players for him. But that is a place we've seen a 2003 Ohio State team go to, the 2010 Ohio State team go to, uh, maybe ranked top two in both of those games and lose. The uh, There's, what, 2013 perhaps was a, a close one as well in there with uh, the goal line stand. So I went Penn State three, but Wisconsin being the f- number four for me. But again, like I said, it's really the number two team in ter- in t- number two game in terms of how I see the possibility of losses. Because I just, I have this assumption, uh, if my my assumption meter is higher for Notre Dame and Penn State in terms of wins than it is for Wisconsin, I just think that's going to be a, a tough, tough game. So perhaps my rankings, Tom, have some flaws.
0: Hmm. Well, first time for everything here on the Buckeyes Tomorrow Morning Podcast, Tony might be wrong about something. That's all right. we will We will bravely soldier on, uh, my next one on the fourth, fourth on the list, I've got at Notre Dame. We've kind of talked about that already. Uh, I'm assuming your number four was? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. All right. So so we're top four. We've got them all. They're mm-hmm. all kind of right there in the same order. It feels like there's also kind of a little bit of a gap in the tier here yeah. where you go from here's the four who just purely on opposition merit and uh Venue and schedule hiccups; those are real danger zone. Number five to me. Let's just talk about bad vibes for a moment, Tony. Let's talk about Ross Aid Stadium, Buckeyes going to Purdue. What could possibly go wrong?
1: Yeah, that, that's my fifth one as well. And if it's not, if if you are followed Ohio State for any amount of time and. You don't see at Purdue on the schedule and think, you know what? Let's just be careful. There be monsters here. That sort of thing. Just, you might fall off the edge of the world if you go too far west and you end up in the middle of ross Age Stadium and then you are devoured by whatever. So, yeah, that one, There, no, they should not be, <clears throat> they're not going to be as talented as any any of the other four that we've already mentioned, but new head coach there's going to be some newness to it and uh, i'm still on the hudson card train at quarterback former texas quarterback like they're going to throw the ball around they're going to pose some problems and we've seen have we seen worse purdue teams beat you know decent ohio state teams yeah
0: yeah the question is how many worse purdue teams and the answer is more than one so, yeah, there was – I mean, the Purdue team that lost 63-7 to or whatever it was to Auburn in the uh, Outback Bowl or whatever it was beat an Ohio State team that would have otherwise probably made the college football playoffs. So, yes, sometimes stuff happens in West Lafayette. Uh, next up, number six. We're getting to the halfway point here just about – I've got Minnesota here. And Minnesota is – I think that th- you could kind of mix the next three or four up in the hat, and I'd kind of go, yeah, okay, maybe – Minnesota, to me, this is a the week before the Michigan game issue as much as anything. That's certainly the tiebreaker here for me. Think back to what Ohio State looked like at Maryland last year, week before the Michigan game. Think about what Michigan looked like against Illinois last year, the week before their Ohio State game. This just feels like anytime you're playing a team the week before the game, it's always you you already kind of have one eye looking ahead. And Minnesota is good enough to make this one kind of a pain in the butt for Ohio State.
1: Yeah, I like that logic is much more sound than mine, where I'm just looking at the teams sort of in a vacuum, because my number six is Maryland, and Ohio State gets them off of a bye. Like, Ohio State has a bye week before they play Maryland, so now that is after the Notre Dame game, but I think talent-wise, Maryland is right there, but like you said, I think these next three or four can all just be jumbled in. It's like Purdue is kind of by itself just because of the the history and danger, but the order of the the, the these next group, you know, I'm not going to have an issue with it, especially because they're all at home. So, you know, I, I have Maryland just because of the the overall talent level. Minnesota is is interesting because they 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 do well. They they do well under PJ, and you know, we'll see how they do with new offense, new quarterback, new running back, but. Um, yes, mine, I'm going with the Terps there. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
0: Ch-ch-chumba.
1: ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I had the Terps right after Minnesota. And if you're looking at this purely in a vacuum, that's absolutely the right answer. I think Maryland is. Probably behind the top four, probably the most talented team overall that Ohio State's going to play. I would have them ahead of Purdue on that front. I'd have them ahead of uh, Minnesota on that front. But it's in Columbus. And uh, for whatever reason, Ryan Day uh, has taken some great pleasure in uh, basically turning Mike Loxley inside out while he is in Columbus. That is none of those games have been close in Columbus, Maryland at Maryland is is getting to the point where it's a little like Iowa at Iowa, where playing them at home versus playing them on the road are two very different things. And so they get Maryland at home. So and coming off of of a week off and uh, with at Purdue coming up the week after that, that feels like where you're you're, uh, you know, the the Purdue game is much more the look ahead game than uh, than the Maryland one. So, yeah, that's that's what I have there. I, I assume you have Minnesota next.
1: I actually have Michigan State next. And, again, these are all – I just went alphabetical at some point, Tom. I mean, come <laughs> on. They're all the same. Uh, no, I went Michigan State. Uh, I I'm, I have I have more confidence in P.J. Fleck, but I also I, – I think I have more confidence in um, Michigan State's just overall body of work. And I know it's not great, but the history between the two programs, I think, weighs on me as well. But the recent history has not been good for Michigan State. So I went Michigan State there, and then Minnesota after that.
0: And I have Michigan State after Mar- Minnesota, Maryland, Michigan State. You had them in a slightly different order, but yeah, I think this is kind of a tier of games here, and Michigan State is just one of those teams that the brand suggests this should be a really difficult game, and the on-field play of the last few years suggests uh, they still might not have any defensive backs, and that's a problem when you're playing Ohio State. So. Uh, Yeah, I think I think that's kind of the next group. The next one, honestly, is where I thought I was going to say this and you were going to go, whoa, uh, I have Western Kentucky next just because I think Western Kentucky can threaten Ohio State on one side of the ball. Their offense is pretty good. They're going to put up some yardage. They're going to put up some points. People are going to be ready to burn Jim uh, Knowles in effigy when they give up 10 points to Western Kentucky in the first half or whatever it is. This just feels like this is an interesting enough team that can do some stuff in a way that I think it makes them a little bit more of a challenge than uh, a couple of the other Big Ten road games.
1: Yeah, I have Western Kentucky here as well, and I have them grouped with, like, I have a group of four of Maryland, Michigan State, Minnesota, and Western Kentucky, and if you want to move somebody up and down, I'm okay with that, because they're vastly different than uh, what Ohio State will see in terms of the Normal Big Ten opponent, they're going to throw the ball around. It's going to be early in the season. They're going to give up some points, they're going to give up some yards, especially if Jim Knowles is serious about keeping plays in front of them. Then there's going to be some, some, uh, you know, dicking and some dunking, that sort of thing. Ben, but don't, don't break. So I think Western Kentucky is going to move the ball, and they're just different. And you know, they're what arguably the best team in Conference USA. They're going to have a chance to win eight, nine games and being a bowl, So I think a, uh, there, there's going to be some legitimate tests there. And honestly, probably some more legitimate tests from Western Kentucky than Maryland, Michigan State, Minnesota, and, and certain areas. They're going to stress Ohio State in ways that those three teams won't.
0: This might end up being the most annoying game on the schedule this year, <laughs> where the talent gap is such that it's like, Ohio State should win this game by 50 points. And Western Kentucky will end up, you know, it'll be it'll end up 52 to 20 or whatever. And Ohio State fans will be going nuts. And just prepare yourself. That's what it's going to be like. It'll be okay. They've got other teams on the schedule that they will beat by a trillion points. Uh, Speaking of which, Tony, I feel like the next two are fairly interchangeable to me at Indiana at Rutgers. I, I put Indiana first, but it feels like these are two teams that Ohio State, has not historically had a lot of trouble with and probably will not have a lot of trouble with this year either.
1: Yeah, I went Rutgers first, and I think we should really spend some time talking about why we differ so much with these two programs. Uh, You know, basically, you know, I'm thinking, you look at the second-team long snapper, there's vastly superior talent there at Rutgers.
0: It's a good thing, Tony, that this is my show. And so now we're going to move on to the final team on the list. Yeah, I, I, think, I think you could make an argument for either Indiana or Rutgers, whatever. They are very close. I pulled up our uh, our buddy Tyler Shoemaker's power rankings, and they're just a couple spots off of each other. You know, Indiana, you're fresh, so everyone is presumably fairly healthy in a way that you're not necessarily when you get to Rutgers at the beginning of November, but... It's all pretty much, you know, this is neither one is going to be a real challenge. Neither one is going to be super interesting, probably. I mean, the Indiana game would be more interesting just because it'll be the first chance to watch Mm. this year's team. But Indiana seems like they might be like bad, bad this year. They brought in a bunch of transfers last year and it didn't work at all. They brought in a bunch of transfers again this year and we'll see how it goes. But it doesn't seem like it's going to go great. And Tom Allen, if he has a job in twenty twenty four, it's probably because he still has like twenty million dollars left of a, a buyout after this season. So that you know, but boy, twenty twenty was good for Pfizer and Tom Allen, and not a whole lot of other people. <laughs> but uh, boy, it worked out great. If it worked out for you in 2020, oh, boy, it worked out for you. So, uh, yeah, th- we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, e- neither of those is probably going to be particularly close. Neither of those should be, you know, the annoying close, you know, close ish game. Uh, last up, uh, Tony. I have a feeling like Youngstown State. It, I, I, I know if you remember the 20, 2007 Youngstown State game, it was the close, annoying, stupid game. I think that was three to two at half uh, in favor of Ohio State. But uh, you know, I don't. I don't expect Ohio State to put up three first half points this year against Youngstown State.
1: I bet they put up at least three points in the first half. <laughs> I, I'm pretty confident in that. Time. I don't. You are the hater of the group here when it comes to the Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm I'm thinking at least six.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh should be save it for the bold prediction show We're we'll get there and uh, <laughs> we'll get there pretty soon. Uh, next week is, uh, in fact, game week, which will mean the, a bunch of your favorites come back. Uh, I'm going to guess we're going to have a Michigan Monday on the Buckeye Weekly podcast feed next Monday because we owe you a Michigan uh, conversation. And that'll probably be the logical time to do that. We'll have uh, bold predictions. We'll be back. We'll be back on the road next week. Looking forward to that. Should be a really fun week at BuckeyeHuddle.com as we get ready to kick off the Ohio State football season. We'll be talking to Ryan Day on Tuesday, talking to players on Wednesday evening, and then headed off to Bloomington, Indiana to watch the Buckeyes and Hoosiers. Have complete coverage for you from there, playing the usual post-game live shows you have come to know and love. So make sure you are subscribed. Make sure, just take a second right now, hop over to YouTube.com slash BuckeyeHuddle. Make sure you are subscribed. Make sure you hit that bell so you get notified, because we're going to be doing a bunch of live content all week as we get ready for game for the game on Saturday, and then uh, the post-game show afterwards. Should be a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, quite an interesting week uh, full of uh, quarterback drama and uh new team and uh, a Big Ten road game to start the season. So getting, uh, it should be a really, really fun week, and uh, make sure you're a member of Buckeye Huddle as well to uh, get access to our fantastic team of insiders. Covering that team, covering the recruiting, covering the X's, N's, and the scheme stuff to make you a smarter football fan. Really fun community as well. Should be a very active week on our message board. You can be a part of it all at BuckeyeHuddle.com. And if you have been kind of hemming and hawing, deciding, do I want to, do I not want to, this would be a great time to try it for a month. See if you like it. it costs the price of a lousy chain store pizza. So save yourself a little heartburn and treat yourself to a month of BuckeyeHuddle.com. And if you like it, well, good news. Football season is going to last a few months after that, and you can uh, stick around and have fun with us all fall. That will do it for today. Thank you guys all for joining us. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday.